Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Say It Loud Network presents Business of the Beat. Hi, I'm Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, and I am a founder, brand builder, entrepreneur, and believe in the mantra, Carpe Diem. I created this podcast, Business of the Beat, through my own experience as a beauty executive to talk about, tell stories, and highlight the business of beauty through conversations with beauty and wellness entrepreneurs, intrapreneurs, helping to diversify the industry. This week on Business of the Beat. It's one thing to like have a lot going on and you're not disciplined. You're like, one day you're doing this, one day you do it, and none of it makes sense because you're, because you're, here's what, you're starting, but you're never finishing. But if you're focused and plus discipline, you will start and finish. And I've finished everything that I've started. I have to thank today's guest, Melissa Hibbert, for inspiring today's beauty report. I read an article about being a Black woman in America today, a role that has never been easy. And with today's historic civil rights movement hitting a fever pitch, stress is at an all-time high. Between nonstop media coverage and Instagram inboxes flooded with DMs, from allies looking for ways to help, the noise is hard to tune out. Finding peace and stillness is more important now than ever. Aside from sharing resources, protesting, and organizing in your community, protecting your energy, and prioritizing mental health is essential for standing strong in your truth. And there are many ways to do so, from skincare rituals to virtual therapy. Showing up for ourselves is as important as how we show up to support causes, brands we love, our community, and our teams. Let's make sure that we are fueling ourselves daily. So let's get into it. Melissa, welcome to the Business of the Beat podcast. Thank you. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Let me start by sharing more about you. Melissa is the former corporate marketing executive who pivoted to film and television as the go-to beauty and lifestyle expert in Hollywood. Melissa is a licensed esthetician who also has a bachelor's pre-law and a master's in business. Her work in beauty has been featured globally on networks such as Bravo TV, Lifetime, WeTV Own, and across leading publications like Essence, Glamour Magazine, and InStyle. Over the years, Melissa had a reoccurring appearance as a beauty expert for the 60 Minutes to Glam makeover segment on the Real Daytime Talk Show on Fox TV Network. Melissa is the founder of the Glam Agency, the premier multicultural talent management firm representing leading makeup artists, hairstylists, and lifestyle experts. Melissa is also a member of 25 Black Women in Beauty and is the author of Face Your Beauty, A Call to Live Worthy. She is the proud mother of her daughter, Milan, and her focus is clear to leave a legacy of service, empowering the world through beauty. So amazing to have you on the show. Kendra, you are very kind. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the invitation. You do amazing work. So this is a, this is a true uh, treat for me. 
Well, and we met, you know, I'm a huge fan of Ella and 25 Black Women in Beauty. She was actually one of our guests on the show a few months ago. Um, and just hearing her story and what I love about her is that she brought all of us together. I mean, I looking at that dinner and looking across the room and seeing you and all the women, I had not in my career of doing so much and traveling all over the world, been in such a beautiful environment of togetherness and community as black women in the beauty industry. So I'm happy that we met that way. And that room was spectacular. That experience was it's you can't compare. And uh, and the, just the way that they laid it out for us in such an elegant, you know, and uh, in, in sophisticated way it was it was a truly memorable night. It really was. I mean, and 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 even when you think about our brands and what we stand for, and as Black women, it just being in that room and being celebrated in such an elevated way. Like we want nice things. We want to be treated with respect, and so to lay it all out you know, unforgettable. Yeah. yeah. A lot of those connections I still, and it's a year now or a little over a year now since that dinner. So a lot of those connections I still keep um, and potentially maybe doing some work with some of the brands. And so, yeah, it's, 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 it's a real connection, the true connection. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about you. We've shared um, your bio and your accolades, but let's really, you know, get into it. So just Tell me more about you and where you are now and your history in the industry. So, you know, my um, my love of beauty started at 14, like stealing a tube of red lipstick out of my mom's purse and, you know, taking it on the bus, <laughs> wearing it all day to school and trying to scrub it off um, on the way home and realizing that red is not that easy to remove. So it was definitely a point of contention. Uh, when I got home and revealed that I was wearing lipstick that day. However, what it did for me throughout that day was it just made me stand out. I realized that there was something powerful about, you know, that bold color and that it connected with me. So it dawned on me that if, if it did this for me, it quite possibly could do it for someone else. So while in high school, I enrolled in beauty school. And so I was going to beauty school on the weekends and uh, going to high school during the day, uh, still playing basketball or during the week, rather, still playing basketball and, 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 and working and juggling all that I was. But I wanted to be always wanted to be productive. And I just believe in like, if you have something that you're interested in, like, don't delay it, do it. Otherwise, it will turn into otherwise you'll lose that momentum and that energy for it. And I carry that through my whole life. And so I uh after graduating from high school and beauty school simultaneously, I did the right thing by going to college. I went to historically black college, the illustrious Fisk University in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, I was a pre-law major. And so I said, you know, listen, if I um, if I'm not going to do beauty, I'm going to do the next best thing. I'm going to um, argue my way through life. <laughs> and all the people. So I said, okay, you know, this is this is it. And so I was a part of the debate team and I did a lot of great things while at Fisk, but I was still doing beauty. I found an abandoned salon in my dorm and broke into it. Don't tell anyone I did that. Um, <laughs> you know, the story that I tell the administration is, oh, you know, the RAs unlocked it. But, you know, hey, I figured out how to get into the room, went to Walmart, got a bunch of cleaning products, dusted that thing off. And I was doing hair and makeup throughout college, carrying a full load and still doing hair and makeup on the weekend. So it was always a part of me. Went to corporate, when graduated from college, 
got into corporate America, cut, cut my teeth in, in brand marketing and worked my way through, you know, the, the corporate landscape for 14 years, uh, working in brand marketing, product marketing, uh, experiential marketing, working for, in advertising for one of the best advertising agencies, uh, multicultural advertising agencies in the world, Uniworld uh, Group. And so it was really, for me, this career that I knew I needed to have. The beauty was just still that burning desire for me. So when when corporate America um, became a burden for me, and that's kind of what I felt, and there was a shift happening, I went straight back to what I knew at 14. That beauty was the thing that made me tick. It was the thing that um, that mattered to me because I understood the, the power in it. And so I wanted to experience that fully. Walked away from corporate America and started my, uh, my business in beauty in 2012. Wow. I, I love that. And I love like listening to yourself and going back to kind of the start of where the feeling came from, because so many times we, we suppress or we don't allow ourselves to hear. Like as I pray, I'm always like, oh my gosh, God, keep my ears open and let me go back internally. Because when we're not listening, we can't go back to the place that gave us that feeling of being well and feeling good. And if we don't listen to that, then we stay in a place for too long. And that yes. is where, you know, we get, we get stuck. So you, you decide, okay, well, I'm wisdom, leaving corporate. Wisdom taught, me, wisdom taught me that what we actually did was betray our instincts. And I know that it, instincts isn't something that, you know, that I, that in my household, we were taught to cultivate. So I always denied it. And so the 360 is really, was really about, oh, wow, I had that instinct, even as a young teenager. So it gives me the power now as a woman who's able to mentor other young girls to say, trust your instinct, because I know it to be true. That is, I mean, that's crucial. And how how do you think, especially whenever you say mentoring and thinking about instincts, like how do people truly know instinct I think versus ego, because that's where I feel like it's kind of like, is that my instinct? Is that my ego? Where does it come from? Because you're never really competing with the emotion. Your instinct is like, it literally is in your gut and it comes to you in such a graceful way. It like speaks to you because it is a part of you. Your ego is like this, you you know when ego is stepping in because it, it feels combative. It feels like it's, it's not um, natural to you that it is uh, directly as a result of the other stuff outside of you. Whereas your instincts is truly that internal GPS that is always guiding you and always speaking to you um, that we oftentimes don't listen to, ignore, or just don't know that we have, uh, that it exists in such a powerful way. Oh my gosh, I, I love that. Uh, thank you too for clarifying it. I'm always like interested especially for someone like you, I, I so like feel our like bond with just the juggling and yes, it's fine to go to high school and go to beauty school and to work and do these things. And so often people talk about focus, right? And how can you do this if you're doing that? But whenever you're focused within the commonality of what connects all the pieces in your life through passion, 
I feel like mm-hmm. you are able to juggle and you do it so well. And you've had, I mean, we'll talk about glam agency, but, and I also want to get to your book, which I'm so excited about, but you have had your own cosmetics line, your own TV show. How did all of those experiences kind of come together to bring you to where you are now? Well, one of the things I want to say about focus really quickly is that I think that we may be shamed into um, juggling a lot or, or, or having um, a lot of interest. But I think the true nature of being able to have so much that we all the gifts that we have is the discipline in it. It's one thing to like have a lot going on. And you're not disciplined. You're like, one day you're doing this, one day you do it, and none of it makes sense because you're, because you, here's what, you're starting, but you're never finishing. But if you're focused and plus discipline, you will start and finish. And I've finished everything that I've started. That, wow. And let's talk about that because starting and finishing means so many different things. And I like that because whenever you have the focus, you can say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to finish it where I want to finish it. Not where mm-hmm. other people believe it needs to be finished, but if I can start it, then I determine what that finish looks like, and I'm the one who's disciplined enough to do it. And I, I, I just, I love that. I mean, it's so funny how you know we haven't really spent time together, but everything that you're saying, it always is like it, it's touching me in such a great place because it's all happening right now, like for me and other people, but I'm just, I'm happy that you're sharing it. Thank you. <laughs> I think I think it's okay because we, you know, we're not monolithic. We do have things that interest us. We, we have, we're dynamic people. Um, but I do believe that at the core, if you are disciplined, you then can see everything that you, st- everything that you desire, you can see it through. You know, and that's and that's the key because you're only honoring yourself, you know, as you do that. Your accomplishments inspire other people because they're like, oh, she did that. But for you, the self-gratification is knowing that I do, I, I, I have this idea. I have this thought. I have this vision. And I know that I'm going to accomplish it. And I don't need any validation from anyone else. Well, and that validation is, I think, what stops people from taking action and just doing it. And even what you said, like, don't delay. And people are looking for validation in so many different places that the true validation is, to your point, coming from honoring yourself, right? And and that self-gratification from doing the things that you've said you're going to do and then doing it. Like, that is, that's so powerful. And, and for you, like, even when I look, I mean, I just, I see it all. Like I said to, to Jenny, I said, Oh my gosh, look at Melissa's photo at the Waldorf Astoria. I said, I want that photo. I want to take it. I want that photo. But you truly are. I feel like your, your art and your professionalism and your personal experiences really come together. So what's that, that bridge for you that's connecting everything that you're doing? Life is about moments and I'm, and I'm like, capture it, you know, and that's literally and figuratively. So my moments at the Waldorf on the rooftop after brunch, right, um, was a moment for me because if you've ever been up there, you realize how magnificent that view is, the architecture, everything. So I'm basking in the, in the artistry of someone else's, you know, talent that they brought to life. And then I'm like, I'm going to capture that moment. 
But in, with regard to and how that plays out when I say, you know, life is about moments just even in in, in business, um, it really is about the now. You know, I'm really big on the, the book, The Power of Now. And I do believe that being present is, 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 a, is, a, is a key component um, to your success because you don't miss the moments and you're able to celebrate every little win. It's the little wins that matter. It's not, you don't have to wait till that big celebration or the award. You know, everything, every little win um, should matter. And that's what, that's what being in the present is for me. And, 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 and maximizing that moment uh, is why I'm able to continue to do everything that I do. I love that. Little wins that matter because we create these, you know, I, I feel like, especially now, everyone is talking about like, what are your goals for the year? And what do you want to accomplish and all the things? And I feel like we can't lose sight of the little wins that happen every day that may not be on our five-year vision board, but are the the wins that we need to carry us through to give us momentum to make us feel excited. Because Mm -hmm. I think that's the energy that keeps us going when it's hard. Um, Because it's not always like, a beautiful moment. Sometimes it gets, it, it, it's a bad moment. <laughs> Sometimes those moments aren't Instagrammable, right? They just, they're just not, right? But, but, but for you, wherever you are, without the lights and the cameras on, you know, without logging into the app, you have to find that space within you to honor those moments and be, and to stay present, even if it and means I, feeling when it goes bad, when you're off track. You know, when things just uh, feel like, you know, you feel like the world um, is is not on your side. There's just stuff happening that people don't know about. Right. That's all your stuff. Right. And so I think that it's it, it, you have to be able to be in a space to stay centered on that. It's not easy. I didn't get here, you know, into that space overnight. But life really taught me uh, to to really just stay present in that. And staying present like that, you know, as, as you're talking and I'm thinking, it's like, even when you talk about life is about the moments um, and being present, how do you stay present? Cause like you just said, you were on set at 3 AM, you are fitting me in and then you have more meetings. Like how do you, you said being present in the now is important. Mm-hmm. So how do you stay present? How do you stay grounded in the present? No, um, be, I, I believe because everything that I do uh, is truly about my gifts and like what I have to offer, like what, how am I serving? So I'm serving at 3 a.m. I'm serving through this conversation. I'm serving in everything that I do. And I, and I, and I, and I'm very honored to be able to do that, but I do it with excellence every time. So I can, I'm staying present because I'm, I'm staying true to myself throughout it. Did I want to wake up at 2 a.m. in the morning to be on set? No, I didn't. But it is a part of, the, it is a part, it's what I chose, right? I can't in any way complain about what I signed up for. What I can do is say this, these are my choices. These are my moments. <laughs> these are my tasks. Mm-hmm. This is what I have on my plate. And each and every one of them, I have a new energy for. So it's it's about like that momentum. And I'm an athlete. I'm a former athlete, right? So I learned a lot about being in the game. And so 
when I'm on the court, I used to play basketball. So when I was on the court, I gave, I was, I played full out. And then when I was, when the, when my coach subbed me out, subbed me out for another, you know, player and I was able to sit on the bench and rest, sat on the bench and rested. I didn't keep, the coach put me in, put me, I'm like, okay, this is my moment to rest. So after this call, I'll have 30 minutes to do me. So this goes into that whole, that whole idea of self-care, right? When do you find your moments? Like it is your choice. No one is going to do it for you or hand it to you. You have to design your life in a way that is, is, um, it's like strategic. It's strategic for your, ultimately your, your well-being. And so there was a time when I would get burnt out because I didn't take those moments. There was a time when I, I, I just allowed everything to compound, but I, not anymore. So when you know better, you do better. <laughs> when you know better, you do better. And, and the thing is too, is that there has to be an accountability. So many people are, you know, this happened and that happened and I can't do this. And everything that you're saying is that we we chose this, right? We chose where we are, what we're doing. We choose how to invest our time. And we can say no or we can say yes, and we have to be accountable. And when we can't do that ourselves, I do think that that's when we need to know and be self-aware to surround mm -hmm. ourselves with people that can help us. But at the end of the day, it's ultimately your accountability for those things and then what you do have on your plate, right? Yeah. And or 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 surround yourself with people that can help you or outsource it. <laughs> Girl, like, outsourcing. Yes. I don't want to do that. Who can do it? You're hired. Boom. <laughs> That's really my philosophy. I don't have the superwoman complex. I honestly I don't. I don't believe in that we have to do it all and be it all. Um because that is a burnt out woman. And so I am not that, I'm not that superwoman. I am the woman who recognizes what I need in my life to be effective. And then the things that are going to take away from that energy, I'm going to supplement with individuals that can take, even that means someone who's going to come clean my house, right? That's, that matters. If I need to this week say, you know what? I am so busy that I'm going to have someone cater for me, for my daughter and I, for the week because I just don't have the time. And that is okay. You will never shame me into not wanting to be a superwoman. Well, or you are a superwoman because being a superwoman means that you can acknowledge all of the pieces that make you be that superwoman, right? Because that's, sure. I agree, like this, this notion of like superwoman and you have to do everything and all these things, it's like, says who, right? But if being a superwoman means that I know when to say I'm going to cater the mill, I'm going to recognize that, like, I really do need Jenny to help me and to buzz me and to say, actually, you're trying to do 15 meetings in one day because I know myself and I know that I'm going to push, push, push because I love it and I get wrapped up and maybe we can do it. And I think that that's the self-accountability that we that we have to have and that we have to acknowledge if we're going to you know, go to high school and go to beauty school, then that's what we have to do. Or if I'm going to run two companies and be on boards, then that's, that's what I've chosen. And so now how do I yeah. make sure that that superwoman 
is coming out in the way that I need to in the things that I've signed up for, right? Sure, yeah. And you also have that power to say, you know what? I um, I no longer want to be a part of this, you know, or yes. I no longer want to serve as that client. You know, you can fire your, you know, you can fire your clients or say no, not sign a new contract, <laughs> whatever you need to do. But to your point, yeah, that, absolutely. That, that accountability is truly um, a part of your superpower. And let's talk about, you said design your life in a way that is strategic. And so when I started really, you know, looking at your background and you talk about being a corporate consultant and launching your brand and, and your book, how did you start to design in a way to kind of get to the place of having your own agency still being on set and writing? What does that design look like? Well, you know, I, I think what I did was I created a, a foundation that I can always leverage. You know, I believe even you know, being able to have these transferable skills that can play a role in everything that I do. So when I left corporate America and I entered the beauty industry, I knew instinctively I was not going to abandon the experience and the time that I had in corporate America. I knew it would play a role, but I wanted to get my footing in first because what was most important was my artistry and my ability to make um, uh, beautiful images show up well on, on in front of the camera, you know, and so that work uh, required consistency and a level of quality that would allow me to scale um, as a go-to beauty expert in a very short period of time. So I used a lot of my um, strategic thinking and practices from corporate America when I entered the beauty industry, everything down to the marketing and the segmentation, how I was going to stand out and, and be different, you know, how I was going to use my unique positioning to, um, uh, to, to go from, you know, a corporate professional to a beauty entrepreneur and make my six figures that I was leaving behind back within that next year, how I was going to do it. I had no idea, but I knew that it was possible because I had, um, leverageable skills and, and, and knowledge, education and information. I just needed to figure out the framework. So once I figured out that framework and I implemented all of those, all of those, um, those strategies into now into the beauty industry, what did that look like for me? That meant that I was not an artist. I was a brand. So how I showed up, how I did my business, how I marketed myself was always consistent. And it looked like me. A lot of people walked around with general business cards. All my business cards had images and photos of it that represented the work that I did. So I put real people with real beauty, diverse women on my marketing materials so that if I went anywhere to a trade show or anywhere and I was promoting myself, they knew it was my work. You didn't have to go and find it on social media or wait till you get in front of a computer. You could make your decision upon meeting me because you had my the quality of my work in your hand. So those are things that I... Um, that a lot of people weren't doing. The other part of that too is I started to um, really look at who are my allies, right? So if I wanted to build, um, if I wanted to build a client base, well, and these are women, high value women who have interest in beauty. Well, where are they? On weekends, right? Because they work full time, so they're on they're shopping in boutiques. So I found three of the top boutiques in LA, 
and did a partnership with them where I would rotate over the weekend and provide custom beauty experiences at their boutiques. And I started to generate a lot of clients that way. What that led me to was a lot of these women were producers, executives at major companies. Some of my, my first two clients were executive at AT&T and Verizon. So I had these two competitive clients and one was a major producer. Uh, so I, I showed up where my customer was. You know, I wasn't worried about partying, clubbing, and hanging out in these popular social spaces. I'm like, where is my ideal customer? And let me park myself there. So really what that led me to was exposure that no one, um, it wasn't a crowded space. I carved out my own lane. And so I constantly do that. There was no one that looked like me in the industry advocating for people of color to work behind the scenes. Uh, I wouldn't say there's no one. There, there, was a, there was another company, but in LA, I had a unique opportunity to do it for people of color in LA. So I said, listen, production companies are saying, we can't find people of color to work behind the scenes. We don't know where they are, so that's why you don't see them. Talent is saying, why do they never hire any black people? We, <laughs> yes. you know, we show up on camera looking gray. We show up on camera with our wigs flipped upside down. Our natural hair was squished down and because they don't know how to do, you know, so there was no representation. Everybody was complaining from the talent from both sides. So here I am in the room saying, look, guys, yeah, I know that I'm gifted and talented, but there's more of me. So if you can't find them, let me bring them to you. So that's how the age, the idea of the agency came in. Inclus you know, I was like, OK, I'm going to be the inclusive solution since you say that you can't, you know, you don't want to take, you don't want to take that charge. Let me eliminate it from me. And it was brilliant because honestly, it taught me that people aren't, uh, it's, it. people are kind of lazy. Right? <laughs> they don't want to do what they don't want to do. It does take a lot of work to go out and research and look for, you know, look for people. If that is not a passion of yours to, to honestly do that, to honestly find representation, to, to be at the table, or in our case, be in the glam room, Mm -hmm. then you're not going to put in the effort. And so I was able to grow really quickly because they, they, they saw what I brought to the table. Not only was I bringing a team, we wore uniforms. Everybody wears black. If you're a woman, you're wearing a red lipstick, your face and your hair are done. You're showing up. You're not wearing anything short. You're not wearing anything with holes in it. You are looking and representing uh, our company and the industry in an elegant and professional way, period. And if you show up otherwise, you got to go home. And so I, 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 I really ran my business with a lot of, you know, with a high value. Um, and that taught them a good lesson, too. You know, that, yeah, uniformity matters. People will remember you. Uh, and so if we all come in looking cohesive, like all these black, we change the perception. Yes, yes. And that's what we don't understand. Like, we have the power to change percep perception. One choice at a time of how we show up. It, you know, that's as something as fundamental as leaving a tip when you go to a restaurant, right? I leave great, great tips. I change the perception in the mind of that waiter that black people don't tip or don't tip well, because I'm a black woman that just tipped you. So we that's how we break down all of this mess that's happening is one person at a time, one personal choice at a time. So everything that I've done, I've went from leverage to leverage. And that leverage is, ever, is all of who I am 
recognizing that it all matters. Nothing is ever wasted. Wow. Melissa, I just, so many of our, um, of our listeners, you know, when we created this, it really was to help the next generation of beauty and wellness leaders, right? And to say, we're going to give you access. We're going to give you education. And as you're talking, it's so much greater than that because the knowledge and the information that you're sharing, it all really fits together, right? But it's also taking time to look at the steps. So even when you talk about your corporate career, we have a lot of people who come on and like, I don't know if I, I, I want to work at a company. I want to just start my business. And it's like there is a benefit and a value to the learnings, to understanding how do you identify your consumer? What does marketing segmentation look like? to help you along the path to getting to that beauty entrepreneur, right? Or to creating your own company. And the thing that you even brought up was that uniformity matters in the essence of what your brand represents. And that as we look at our customer, as we look at the people we surround ourselves with, as we look at building the business, we have to stay true to that brand. And we can't let, like the fact that you said, if you don't want to do that, then this isn't the place for you. And I think that as entrepreneurs, even as entrepreneurs, we get caught up in trying to like say, oh, it's okay. I like this person or, or it's all right or you're going to get there. But at the, at the end, we have to make sure that we protect the brand, right? And that there is this inclusive solution for whatever it is that we're providing to the industry. And yeah. I want to, it, it is. And, and as you're talking, even when you talk about, you know, we have the power to change the perception. Um, that is, uh, it's a power that is extremely important and it's a power that we have to protect and mm -hmm. that we have to use for the good. And and so I, I, I just, I wanna highlight that because I think that it is, we have the ability to influence, right? And to change the perception. And if we all think of it that way, then how we interact and how we behave <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, we might think differently. Yeah, and you know what? Know, as, a, as, yeah. as a, you know, when I was working in corporate America, I managed teams. So you know, as an executive, you know, I had I had um, I had employees underneath me. So I knew about managing teams, and I also knew about performance. But I also am very clear um, about leadership as well. So when anyone came comes into the my company, we I don't just send them out on a job. I take them on brunches. Lord, do I miss brunch? Going to brunch, um, <laughs> yeah. And we have these face-to-face -face meetings that are casual, so I can get to know them, so we so we can talk, so that we can build, so that I can understand, so that I can share with them in a um, in a casual and in, in environment uh, about the business. And we have a, and we connect. So a lot of the information they know in advance. So if you still show up. Knowing that we've met, we've talked, you've also went, you've also shadowed me on a few jobs before I even um, put you out on your own job. You know what my standards are. And if you defy it and you go against it, then that is not only the ultimate disrespect to me, but it also says a lot about you. And that is not someone that I can, you know, align myself with. I've worked very hard to, to get here. And if I've invested in you, and you've basically shown me that it's not enough, then on to the next. And it's not personal, oh. it's just business. 
I love that. On to the next. I think that's that's also kind of a mantra for 2021, right? We see how precious time and relationships and money and resources are. And if you're not in my side in that way after we've done all of these things, then it really is about, you know, on to the next. <laughs> on to the next. Yes. On to the next. Um, and we always do, before we close out, um, we always kind of talk through a brand that you're excited about or that you're coveting. So is there a brand that I know that you and your profession, you work with all the brands, so we don't want to single anyone out. But if there's a brand that you think that our readers should should get or covet or know about. You know what? There is a brand. And, I, and I'm going to take this opportunity to talk about the one that I'm developing. Uh, it's actually already out on the marketplace. It's called You Matter Beauty Box. During the holidays, I created a product called You Matter Beauty Box. And it's, and it's in a beauty box that's curated by me. Uh, it's filled with skincare, um, wellness, uh, and beauty essentials. And the reason why I created the box, during the pandemic, uh, I reached out to a friend of mine and she was just like not feeling it. Like she, there was, she was going through it. Right. And you know how they say, check on your strong friends. So I did just that and uh, realized that she was going through a hard time. So I just grabbed a, a box and put together a bunch of products that I, you know, had because I have a, a room full of all the brands, <laughs> as you mentioned, and just <laughs> yes. put together a box of, of beauty things and wellness things and, and, and you know, self-care things and all the things for her in this beauty box and sent it to her. She didn't know it was coming, put a little note and said, listen you know, shipped it off, actually sent it overnight. She received it. And just the, the tears and the joy and the happiness uh, that she felt in that moment uh, made me realize that if she felt that way, how many more of us need to feel that way? Because in whatever dark place that she was in, she would, you know, she clearly wasn't thinking of herself, right? And if you don't matter to you, you may not feel like you matter to anyone else, which is likely why she didn't reach out to me or probably anyone else while she was going through that. So the idea is that um, you send it to someone, you send the beauty box to someone that matters to you. You put a note when you order the box, you put a note and then I print off that note and I include it in a beautiful card inside the box and you ship it out to someone. Now, most of the women that are buying the box are buying it for themselves. Why? Because they know it's curated by me. And it's cool because I then send a note. So either way, there's something, um, you know, happening. There, there's, there's some kind of card that's going into the box. And so the bigger part of it for me is that for every box sold, one is donated to, donated to an organization to help women thrive. So... Since I launched in December, I've been able to support two women's organizations. One of them is in, the, is in Memphis, and this organization helps young women in, in the inner city to find and rediscover who they are. They've gone through a lot. The next organization that I'm actually announcing uh, next week um, is an organization that supports young women whose, whose mothers are incarcerated. So it's a support group um, of, of and, and for women, uh, support group for young women. So the box for me is this really bigger picture that I'm actually transitioning in the next year to a foundation, because I really do believe that a, that the You Matter Beauty Foundation is so necessary because we know that 
we often show up for other people before we show up for ourselves. So the box delivers happiness, uh, you know, one box at a time. So that, that oh for me, is, that's my thing. <laughs> oh, wow. Melissa, congratulations. You matter beauty box. It is, it's true. Like, and you know, we talked about, we don't know what other people are going through. Right. And sometimes when we don't hear from people, it's not a sign of them not wanting to be around us. It's because they have their own struggles and they're trying to get through and make their way to the other side. And I love this concept, especially whenever you, you have the ability to write a note to someone just that simple. I'm thinking about you. I thought about you today. It means so much. And then even just helping, helping women, because when you think about like, we all need somebody and as women, the bond that we uniquely have and what we share, just that only we can, it, it really is so special. And so You Matter Beauty Box, and where can everyone find out about this? I'm like, I'm going to send one. <laughs> yeah, so it's youmatterbeautybox.com. And uh, like I said, every for every order, one is uh, donated to an organization. And so I choose an organization. Uh, it looks like I'm choosing a different organization every month. And you know, the interesting thing about these uh, nonprofit organization is a lot of these women work uh, for free with, with not a lot of comp they're, they're volunteering their time. So these women who are volunteering their time uh, are oftentimes also not fed. They don't have the, their own moments for self-care. So when you open up a box and you have you know, I mean, you know how we are, right? Yes. We, love, we love all the things. And there's always like a little surprise in there. So the, the first organization, I sent them jewelry. That was not like really expected, but it was the holiday. So I'm like, a little bling is good. So, and, and listen, I love to shop. So it doesn't really hurt that, you know, I'm able to curate this box, shopping for things that I love, but I also have great brand partners too that um, also provide uh, items in the box. So it's really just... Um, you know what? It's a passion project that has turned into part of my purpose. You know, uh, and I say a part of it because what purpose is not static, it's dynamic. And I think that I can continue to add all the things that matter to me to how I feel about my legacy in beauty. And that is to inspire through beauty. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Well, I... I'm inspired. I am truly inspired. I know that all of our listeners are inspired. Just thank you. Thank you for taking your time. Thank you for thinking of others. Thank you for providing this blueprint for everyone who's thinking, how do I find my strategic compass to build my future and to turn my passion project into something that's so dynamic that can create a legacy? And that yeah. you, you truly have. So I thank you. Thank you. You know, I didn't answer a question earlier and it, I don't know the sequence of things um, with your editing or whatever, but no, go ahead. Go ahead. So during the pandemic, I, I, I pivoted a, a bit to, um, to, to branding, to product inclusivity by working with brands to help them to develop products that are more inclusive for women of color. So like I am, I've started my consultancy as a result and it's been really, really amazing because I'm able to use, again, my corporate mindset of consumer insights and, and analytics and benchmarking to, to, to work with brands to really figure out, okay, what's the next innovative product and how does it make sense for women of color? What are the unique things 
that women of color suffer with or are challenged by or what are they even saying about our brand? Can you give me the tea? I'm like, what, what do they, you know, are, do they love our foundation? What can we improve on? So I'm their go-to because I'm on the ground. You know, I've worked with yeah. thousands, tens of thousands of women. I know what they're saying every day. And so I have the ability to give them that consumer insight as well as all, as well as all the data, because, you know, I'm a nerd that way. Mm -hmm. I still have that corporate <laughs> hat on. I'm doing all the market research. So I know that piece, but I, you know, so I have the data piece, but then I have the organic on the ground um consumer you know anecdotal feedback i read a lot of comments on the brands what's happening so i'm able to really give them the sauce that they that they're missing and it's coming from an inclusive standpoint because listen it is no secret that a lot of people at the table don't look like me so right you know we are we we, we have a hard time um for whatever reason they're not choosing to employ us okay you don't want to employ me you can contract me then you know let, but let me have a voice and let, uh, you know, and let the consumers know that you are um, going to be a part of the solution. I think the whole George Floyd uh, time frame and the social up the racial uprising and everything that was taking place mm -hmm. really shine a spotlight on the brands to say, you know, consumers are, are, are very, very savvy now. You know, they their trust and their loyalty um, has weaned. You now have to deliver. And they're paying attention and they're showing that they, 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 they know the power of their dollars now and they will take it from you, Mr. Lipstick brand, and they will take it over here to this, you know, solopreneur who's creating a, a great product too and spend her money there. If you want to continue to win her trust, she needs to know that you have someone like me you know, at the table. So I'm growing my consultancy because it's really uh, still in, you know, in its infancy stages, but I was, I'm still, a, I was able to get brands, work with brands that had already been doing work with, who were all a part of my kit. So when I came to the table with my proposal, I said, you know what, let's do this. And they were ready. Uh, so that uh, strategic beauty consultant role is, uh, is really what I'm transitioning to. So at some point in the very near future, I'll be retiring the brush and uh, really focusing on the consulting because I really feel that I can make a big impact being at the table, even if it means that I'm being contracted from brand to brand. And that's a good way to look at it because that's what it, it, that's what brands need. It, it doesn't have to be so rigid and so complex. You understand the market. You understand the consumer. You've been working in it. So bring you to the table to have a voice. There's no excuse, especially as you talk through it. There's no excuse for brands at this point to not allow that seat at the table to be filled by someone who has the experience and the expertise. And, you know, I think that that's really when we talk about being of service, which is what you said earlier, that kind of ties it all together in terms of how we show up for brands that need us to help them get better and to be compensated for our value. Don't pick our brain. Don't create some made up counsel, like compensate us for what we're bringing and we can help you move to the next level of where you have to be. That's really the only way that this is going to work for all of yeah. us. Yeah. They might say, pick my brain when the invoice is paid. <laughs> yes. 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 Jenny, that is what we're, that is what we're, we're saying, pick my brain when the invoice is paid. 
That is so great. And, and thank you. And let, you know, let me know, because I'm sure that there's things that we can do together from that strategic perspective as well. Um, cause there's so much out there and there's so much that needs help. So I'd love to collaborate with you when there's opportunities. That would be amazing. Thank you. All right. Well, this is great. Thank you so much, Melissa. I appreciate you taking the time. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for dropping all this knowledge. It, it really is like so appreciated. Oh, you're so welcome. This was, this was one of my favorite to do. It's, it's organic. So yeah. That was truly special. It makes me want to go on and put up my sparkly jewelry and a red lipstick. Thank you for your words. You matter. And with that, I always like to leave our guests with one question. How can you celebrate your little wins every day? And every week I share an influencer I'm crushing or checking out. And this week, let's pay homage to Melissa's very own You Matter Beauty Box. You can check it out at You Matter Beauty Box and youmatterbeautybox.com. Make sure to get yours and send one to your friend with the message about why they matter. And with that, follow, rate, and subscribe to Business of the Beat on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. See you next week. Business of the Beat is hosted by Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, assistant producer Jenny Salk, coordinating producer Lauren Turner, executive producer Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, and Celessa Baker. Edited by Fishmar Creative. Executive producers Ken Johnson, Andrew Kalb, and Omar Thompson. Find Business of the Beat podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon, Radio.com, or where you get your podcasts. Please follow, subscribe, and rate us business of the beat is a say it loud network production pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks then there are drinks from mcdonald's mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for a dollar 49 perfect with our classic fries Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.